you idiot. And welcome to We're Podding This Together. You know, it's the podcast where we guide you through all of your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. So your hostess with the mostest is here. That's me. And I've got some two other people <laughs> here around. Introduce yourselves. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. So what what are we wearing for this movie? You guys, jump in your space shuttles and buckle up, because things are about to get galactical in Xenon the Zequel. The Zequel is about a mischievous teen girl living in space station helping a group of homeless aliens. Is that actually what the- <laughs> This is actually the IMDb description, which, it, that's not what the movie is about No, all, really. even a little bit. I feel like they're purposely getting more and more inaccurate intentionally. They're like, nobody's paying attention to these, but we are. I feel like people didn't like this movie. The sequel that no one liked. Uh, I liked it. Or is it the third kid. one? There can, is a third one. Can, can, we, can we agree as hosts to not just start using the word Z instead of S on everything? That would make me a lot more comfortable. Yes, we collectively can decide to just not ever do that ever okay have you guys seen this one before yes <laughs> i remembered parts of it so i guess i have i haven't shockingly um you have in the notes that wait was that from the last movie that's not true at all the last one was not 1991 <laughs> it was 99 oh that's what i meant to write sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking like a year before 2000 so i put 91 <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were trying to figure out the timeline, so this would have been in, like, 2051, <clears throat> whereas the previous one was supposed to be in 2049. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, when they oh. came out, the last one was 99, and this is 2001. So, Xenon is an actual adult now, because she was an adult when she was 13, and now she's 15, so she's all grown up. Honestly, everyone did look like they had aged a few years. Well... <laughs> I mean, they did, but... They, they did age. Protozoa started... He, like... He looked a little older. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he was, like, 20 in the other movie, but now he's, like, 23 or something. And it's a little, like, old to play the, like, young pop star thing. Yeah, there were several parts I mean, it where worked, they were, like, but... all hanging out. But it, specifically at the end, like, Protozoa and Nebula are standing right next to each other. And Protozoa's arm is, like, around Nebula. And he just, like, squeezes her shoulder. And it's a very, like, comfortable touch. Like, neither of them are yeah. like, oh, no. I mean, we don't know what was happening on Earth before Xenon got there. So this movie starts out, and it's like this weird... It's supposed to be high-tech, but it looks like an Etch-A-Sketch, and it's super serious. And they're like, Chapter Zoo, Xenon, everything's about to change, and now she's 15. It was like a mix-up of all space sagas you've ever seen. Like, where they do that text over the front, and it's like set in space, and they're just, yeah, setting the scene. Which, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a cute throwback to Star Wars and Star Trek and all that. The actual beginning, there's, like, this weird game where they're, like, blowing everybody around with, like, a button. She's like, I don't know what any of these dots mean when actually oh, it's, like, the office. God. The thing that got me about this is he's like, okay, I'm taking away your, una your unauthorized zone pass. So, basically, they gave the girl, who's a super huge flight risk, a giant pain in the ass, a free pass through the spaceship. And they're like... 
you don't get it anymore. This was a bad idea. But like, no shit. If you watched three seconds of either of these movies, you'd be like, <laughs> we need to not let this girl go anywhere she wants because like she won't even stop going to the places she's not supposed to go into. I mean, I guess like she saved the whole ship. So like, okay, I guess she can stay in this room, you know, this one room. And she's like, I don't even know what anything does in here. So of course she's going to make a game by like messing with all of the buttons Okay, but what I want to know is, so the game was kind of like... Pong. Um, yes. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, it was like Pong. Um, but there were there were dots for all of his things. How... Is, are all of Ugh. his things, do they have like a, a location Maybe. tracker or something? I like, why, why are the dots showing up on a screen for like his desk phone or whatever? <laughs> oh, also, it wasn't like, it wasn't the same throughout. Like, dots would just show up. One of the dots was a chair, and then, like, another dot would show up, and that was his desk or something. And then, like, when he came in, he was also a thing. And then when his shoe flew off, it was also a thing. Also, Xenon is supposed to be pretty smart and, like, be able to put things two and two together. Um, it was clearly a map of the ship. (laughs) Like, I mean, how do you not kind of guess what's going on? And then, why does a ship have doors that just straight up open into space from any room (laughs) i don't think your office needs to open up into space okay garbage and is there not a passcode or a warning or something yeah that seems dangerous like he walked into the office and he's like flying out into space he could have died uh it starts out with xenon getting dumped i don't know like we watched xenon more recently than people who would have watched this one Maybe they played it, like, back-to-back, but, like, this has been three years. We watched it earlier this year, and I didn't remember Greg. And, like... I totally forgot. Sammy remembered it. I remembered it. But, like, you, like... Oh, she remembers they hadn't acknowledged Greg, like, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. No, it wouldn't have been. It felt... To me, it felt like they had Greg break up with her so that she could get together with somebody else. So, like, people who were, like, diehard Xenon fans wouldn't be like, uh, what happened to Greg? Greg? I thought she had a boyfriend already. But then, like, she didn't hook up with anybody, so... Uh, so, yeah, the commander's all super pissed off that she was playing a stupid game. And they're like, oh, no, the girl that causes problems all the time caused a problem. Maybe we should watch her for four seconds. And their punishment for her is making her be the person who's listening for, like, alien signals. And they're basically like, look, you're not going to discover anybody. We're just putting you in here to keep you busy. Which, like... To tell her that is just asking for her to find a way yeah. to make it trouble because she's freaking Xenon and that's what she does. What, did they think she was just going to like sit there and do nothing or what? Yeah. So they put her in this basement with the alien contact, whatever, research. Um, And they have this other guy who's in there. I think he says his name is Orion or something. Yeah, that kept messing me up because it was such a dumb name. Yeah. And he's like kind of a nerdy guy who's like infatuated with the possibility of contacting aliens the commander and xenon were like treating him like a really weird nerd or something he seemed but fairly I, normal I'm, he seemed fairly normal and they're the ones living on a freaking research space station yeah i mean that's about as nerdy as you can get so like get over yourselves fred is always missing and i guess he's <gasps> been missing for two years and they're just now reporting on it which I guess it seemed weird at the time, but thinking on it, like, when there's celebrities that suddenly, like, decide they don't want to be in the public eye, they do just kind of disappear. Pretty realistic, I suppose. Yeah, but then, like, Richard Simmons went missing, and it was immediately, like, 
I feel like he'd been missing for a while, though. Yeah. And it's not even that he was missing. We knew where he was. Yeah. Do you think people stopped that podcast because they felt bad? I think so. Did you listen to it? No. It was... It felt kind of overstepping. And then, like, the last episode, they were like, we don't have any answers, bye. (laughs) Xenon is pretty much having the worst time of her life. Like, how can it get any worse? Her mom was, like, very dismissive of it but i remember when the spice girls broke up i sat in my room and i had like a little jerry howell like sign because she was the one who left and i was like ginger spice is gone and then like nc oh broke up my and i was God. like oh and then backstreet boys were like why <laughs> so yeah i get it i just love the mom's face though as xenon is like having a breakdown and her mom's just like okay like it, kind of this is a bit much okay. the mom slowly hands her her relaxation helmet or whatever <laughs> here you go so it turns out that the end of the last movie, it was like three years ago, but it seems like no time has passed. It was kind of like the Gilmore Girls. Mm. So they're like, hey, remember when that guy tried to destroy our spaceship and murder us all? Well, it turns out <laughs> we should have like... We're just figuring it out. Yeah, we should have like repaired stuff that he messed up. Instead, everything's breaking down. And so they're sending people back to Earth and like shutting down sectors. And I guess their spaceship got moved out of where it was out of its orbit. yeah out of their mm-hmm. orbit and so stuff was decaying faster than it should have been they weren't super consistent on that though whether it was like that or the damage from the dude trying to murder them all before i think it was like a combination of things and it, they said that their space station was old and it wasn't completely kept up so it was posing a threat to earth um so the military kind of took it over and they were gonna what we thought was happening was that they're just going to fix a few areas and get rid of a few of the module things in order to make the space station safe. Guess who the general's daughter is, though? Margie, who I definitely remembered from (gasps) the first movie and didn't need Sammy to tell me specifically who she was and then take a further 15 minutes for me to realize, oh yeah, she was the Um, girl from Earth. (laughs) I wrote it in the notes, the bitch from the last movie. Yeah, but... (laughs) You expected us to read the notes while we're watching the movie? <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, yeah, my notes are that great. Margie is there coercing uh, Xenon to do everything that she wants, or else little Margie will go to daddy and ask him to, um, you know, get rid of Xenon's family. It, <laughs> it happens later, but there's like the, like a full sequence where she's like, oh, she made me paint her nails. Oh, that's not that bad. Her toenails. And stuff like that. And then so later there's this whole moment between Margie and Xenon where she's like, why don't you like me, Xenon? And like, literally, like an entire week you made her yeah. like clean your feet. And then we're just like a total asshole to her. her. food for her. Yeah, do her like, homework. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they ha- she like takes her dessert and has to do her homework. And Why don't you like and, and me? She, and she does paint her uh, toenails. She paints them with glue. So that when she puts her socks on, I guess they get stuck to her okay, feet. Okay, that didn't make any sense to me, though, because wouldn't she have waited for her toes to dry before putting socks on? Yeah, I don't do anything yeah. with my toes for at least, like, two hours after I paint them, so... This was a very gimmicky part of the movie where she, like, had a bottle of glue right up next to the camera, like, showing that she's putting it in the nail polish. As the other girl was, like, right there, just with her eyes closed or whatever, I guess. Yes, reading a book or something. Things start getting weird in the uh, interception lab thing. She gets some No, it's not signals. the interception. They kept calling it, like, the AP, and I didn't know what it stood I can't for. remember. Alien. Alien. Assholes. P- 
penetrating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a amber. Amber alert. <laughs> alien amber alert. Alien. Wait, what could it? Alien penetration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> alien probes. The only. Alien probe lab. Anal <laughs> <Angle> protrusion. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we had a consensus that the P stands for penetration. Because they're like <laughs> penetrating their minds. Okay, can we move on to whatever happens? So the aliens <laughs> penetrate the lab and with their sound and it's just a um Yeah, she gets sees some squiggles or something and she gets everyone involved. She tells Orion and the commander, she's like, Yo, I heard something. It's at the Malians. That's exactly what she sounded like. Your Xenon impression is impeccable. Um, oh my god. It was totally aliens. Like, they were trying to contact me. I heard a zum. That actually did <laughs> sound just like her. <laughs> that was spooky. So yeah, kind of, we already covered before, but they're starting to, like, launch off modules, meaning they're sending some of their friends back, and they said some names, which I presume were people that were in the other movie that they just didn't get back in this movie. So they're like, they're back to Earth. It works out, guys. So after getting all of these weird interceptions from the aliens, and no one would believe Xenon, which I get, um, question mark, how hard would it have been to record what was happening? Well, like, shouldn't, that's what I kept wondering, is that, like, they looked at the waves to see, but, like, they had all this equipment, why weren't they recording every little thing? I don't and know. If they were, Instead, like, she has to, to run out to the hallways and be like, hey, someone look, someone look. This ship is not properly ran. I understand it's... that they like it's all their home, but realistically, like they're probably spending like a what bunch are they doing? Money. Yeah, it's it's not going well. They also, I feel like, really overreacted to Xenon saying like, "Oh, I heard a zum," and they're all like, "God, Xenon, you believe in aliens? What's wrong with you?" And then they banned her from the AP room for saying that she heard a zum, and it's just like, like of all things, they'd be like, maybe we shouldn't have a child, an untrained child, being the person looking out for stuff here. I mean, why have an entire room on a spaceship dedicated to that if when someone says something, you're going to shut them down right away? That'd be a huge lack of, I mean, like a waste of resources if you're having this entire room for it. But whatever. But okay, Xenon gets a download from the alien or from somewhere. We don't know yet. On her little personal Z-pad thing. Which, in, like, 2001, like, the fact that they had a single-screen kind of tablet-looking thing is their idea for what smartphones would look like. Oh. That's very cool. Because this would have been before, like, flip phones were really a thing. Like, at this point, it would have been, like, the brick yeah. Nokia would be, like, fancy for people to have. These things were so cool. I know we talked about it in the other Xenon episode, but they're so cool. And they're pretty much what we have now, like, FaceTiming and games and, I mean, ours are Solar literally solitary. better. <laughs> She had Solitaire, which was seemed like the most boring game to be playing. I still play Solitaire. I play Solitaire, too. But I, what's boring. Solar about Solar Solitaire? I think maybe just the backs of the cards were space-themed. Can we, for a second, talk about how Margie had to write a paper on the stock market crash of 2006? Oh, 2006. It was very close. That was good. I, I mean, know. like, whoever was it writing it's probably like, okay, you know, America's due for another. We'll say 2006, yeah. maybe. Um, so you find out that one of the things that's getting sent back to Earth is Nebula, 
And oh, so no. like, they're all sad and blah, blah, blah. So Xenon locks herself in her room, except it's not actually. She just puts like a tape recorder nope. in. So you know her parents she really knock did? on the door. And she ships herself in a pre-9-11 world. You can fly anywhere, just locking yourself and stuff yet again. But the thing about this part is her parents know that Xenon is a freaking flight risk. She, this is, like, yeah. not the first time this has happened. And so they're like, oh, she's fine. Just give her space. And I'm like, no. Literally every time you give your daughter space, she almost, like, kills everybody. She blusters yeah. and everything. She makes everything worse. Like, just, just watch your daughter for four <laughs> seconds. And her door wasn't locked either. They could have gone in at any time to talk to her. Her mom has problems. Her dad is like some hippie huda day. <laughs> I don't know. Hippie huda day. He's all like, you just have to believe in yourself and do the right thing and listen to the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dad, you need to make some decisions and get your daughter in line. <laughs> I'm that kind of a dad. Um, okay, daddy. Xenon ships herself. <laughs> and guess who's sitting on the crate next to her waiting for her? Margie. <gasps> Margie is there. Um, basically to make her life living hell. Head over to her aunt's place. And her aunt's totally supportive. She's like, oh, yeah, I total, totally believe in aliens and, you know, all that stuff. Her aunt is loopy, and I loved it. And she's also in this movie dressed as, like, an ex-goth lady, and it was perfect. Her bangs were all, like, super smooth, and she was wearing this, like, see-through black thing with, like, a tank top <laughs> underneath it. And she looked like she was an extra on Charmed. They come up with this plan to find Protozoa. When And when they said that, they're like, we just have to find Protozoa. I was like, how is that going to fix any of the problems that are going on at the space station? Zum. 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 I mean, it was really far-reaching conclusion. To I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was like the first zoom in. I realized that like the aliens wanted Protozoa somehow. I can't remember my exact prediction, but I remember I was like, they want that song. No, you thought that Protozoa because Protozoa was missing. You thought uh, he was like in space, just yeah. singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Almost okay. predicted it. That's and Margie suggests that she's like, "What if he's in space? What if what if he's been captured?" And Xenon's like, "You idiot! He's <laughs> not in space. Like, it was a good idea. Shut up, Xenon." Really, none of this made any sense whatsoever. So they pull some CSI maneuvers, and they're like, "Let's listen to the lyrics. What does he talk about? What is Nova Linda? What does that mean in Spanish? Brain Palace." <laughs> So they find him somehow, even though the entire world is looking for him. I love how Xenon pretty much just Googles the name and, like, immediately gets a photo of the house that he's in, in the middle of the rainforest or something. So their aunt agrees to drive him there. Protozoa is uh, upset. He feels like he's kind of done it all and there's nothing left to do. That's why he was kind of hiding away. But we find out that Margie left a video message with her dad and she's like, Xenon captured me. Um, I have to be in Earth, and um, she's being reckless. I like how they keep referring to Earth as, like, this one city. And they don't even... They end up sending, like, Earth CSI <clears throat> agents out who are very bad at their job, first of all. Second of all, they look like they're about to, like, just murder people in the night. Third of all, they go to... Who do they go to first? Nebula. Yeah, they go to Nebula's house and then go to the aunt's house. Like, 
Yeah. Xenon's lived with her aunt before, so first thing would be to, like, go to the aunt's house and find her there, not to be like, hey, girl who just got to Earth, who also has an adult in the house, like, where's your friend at? I don't, okay, and then my thing is, you, if there, okay, <laughs> last time I said TSA, what I mean is NSA, <laughs> if there's an NSA now, think of in 2057 or whenever this takes place, you know they're looking at every video communications going on in those devices. Like, there's no way they're not, especially with space station people. It seems really easy to get to, from space to Earth without people noticing. They make it to Protozoa's hideout and kind of talk to him, figure out what's going on, and Xenon, being as cunning as she is, convinces him that he has something to live for. He can make music for aliens. Why didn't I think of that? He didn't hear the zum. Zum, zum, zum. Zum, zum, zum. <laughs> oh. As soon as this movie started, I was like, God damn it, I feel like I just got that song out of my head from when we did yeah. the first one. They never played in this one. I was kind of sad. They played a little bit of it when she was comparing oh, yeah. the zums to the zooms. Xenon gets a map on her phone, so she calls Orion, which, like, good for them having great cell service. It's great that I can't use my phone in some apartment buildings <laughs> still. But, yeah, send stuff to space. Cool. This is the future. Who knows what kind of technology they're using. So, yeah, they send it, and then, I guess, Orion figures it out to get coordinates yeah. to meet the aliens with Protozoa. Oh, so, basically, the first movie was a competition. This movie is actually not about Xenon. It's about Protozoa. And, like, the quest to let things meet Protozoa. Yes. Kind of, sure. Protozoa, what? man of the 21st century. What is their real plan regarding the aliens and Protozoa? I think we spend more time everybody being angry at Xenon than actually finding out what Xenon's doing. She just knew the aliens wanted to meet Protozoa because they're playing his song over and over. Yeah, but she hasn't met the aliens. How is she supposed to introduce them? I don't know. <laughs> and also, I thought maybe they wanted to hear him sing or something. They're like, oh, what's this thing? Music. Oh, cool. But no, he like didn't even bring a guitar or anything. He's just... Hey, I'm Protozoa. And they're like, good enough for us. See you later. But like... Cool. Thanks. Bye. Why does he have to go to the space station to play for the aliens? The aliens don't live at the space station. And they only end up visiting, spoilers, the aliens end up coming. They're like these weird butterfly things, and they only come for like three seconds, and then they just yeah. leave. They, they put the space station back together to prove that they're um, nice. Or that they're powerful. Benevolent creatures. And then they, they zoom away, singing zoom, zoom, zoom. They didn't even want Protozoa, though. They just wanted to contact Xenon for whatever goddamn reason. Okay, but also, <laughs> were either of you hoping that the aliens at the end would be bubble people things? Yes. Okay. That would be cool. Like, if they tied it in with the, like, stepsisters, you kind of weird. Because I, I knew it wasn't going to happen because I'd seen it, so. Uh, well, <laughs> excuse me, I had hope still for this movie. That would be cool if they had started interconnecting all these worlds, but they didn't. Maybe they will. They're like, because, I mean, Disney owns Marvel now, and they're like, wow, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is working really well for them. Let's connect all the DCOMs. And they do it retroactively, so they start doing sequels for stuff. So, like, Brink gets a sequel. You Lucky Dog gets a sequel. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. Brink gets turned into, like, Spider-Man or something? I, oh, yeah. So they figure out the coordinates where to meet all of these aliens at. 
And it's Margie's duty to contact her dad to get, like, a shuttle to bring him back. And Xenon wants Margie to kind of, like, tell her dad the whole truth. And nothing <gasps> but, but the truth. As Margie is contacting her dad, the general, aka the military guy who's like in charge of the base demodularization, we hear their secret plan all that they've had all along. They're just straight up shutting down the space station because it could kill everyone, crash down to Earth, fly into a million pieces, and like be a huge disaster. So they're having this conversation in their office and like Xenon and Margie or whatever, like basically accidentally get in on this. This is like the first movie where the ship just has no freaking security. No. It's like this high top secret conversation that these kids just accidentally dial into without them noticing. Like they don't even answer the Skype call. It just like answers itself. Pretty much. I mean, I'd understand it if it were like the general always had it so his daughter's Nest call would go through or something. He seemed to like really like her, but still, luckily, I've never answered, I've never but FaceTimed anyone. I've accidentally FaceTimed people, but they didn't answer. Snapchat has like a calling feature now, too. Yeah. But it's oh, yeah. like right next to like the picture button, so mm-hmm. the people keep accidentally calling me. And I'm, I, yeah. I've actually never used the feature, so I don't know what it's like. Okay. The, uh, Orion has figured out all of the coordinates everyone has got this sorted out and and their plan is to meet the aliens and they're gonna have the commander take a shuttle to uh drive them out to the meeting place so they can actually meet these aliens so the commander actually gets a facetime call and he learns about the general's plan about taking out the entire space station uh, this is where we already kind of talked about it. There's the whole heart-to-heart between Margie, Margie and Xenon, and it's real dumb because it's. I feel like Disney bit off too much. They tried to make too many problems in this one because in this one it's literally Margie being like, I don't know why you don't like me, even though it's pretty obvious. And then Margie being like, but Xenon, everybody loves you. But, like, Margie went to the space station and everybody wanted to be her friend and she stole all of Xenon's friends. So, like, it's not like she's having problems. Yeah, there's like, a lot going on there. But I th- I love how Xenon's like, if you want to make friends, you can start by realizing that everyone has problems, not just you. I like how how Xenon was like, you're you're mean and what was mean, mean and sarcastic. Mean and sarcastic, and Sam and I are both like, oh, uh, I guess we're not friends with Xenon now. Yeah, y- you're sarcastic. I don't think I would be me. friends with Xenon. Oh, so we're at Nebula's house, like we were talking about the these like galactic police or something come, and they want to interrogate Nebula about where Xenon is. They got the whole military looking for her, and then some guys on some four wheelers later on, which that are supposed to be like weird. super scary, but they're just like vroom, like going. I know. I was like, looks fun on the beach. Yeah. So the commander and Orion are walking through the hallways, and they're like, "I can't wait to meet these aliens." And the general overhears them. So the commander gets put under, like, military arrest or something. Something And the only person who can fly the shuttle to pick up Xenon and Protozoa is her mom. So here's my theory. Mom knows how to fly, and mom also has, like, a future drinking problem. But, you know, it's Disney, so I can't say that. I think she used to be, like, a normal pilot who would, like, take people back and forth on a shuttle between Earth and 
the shuttle, but that had to stop because she accidentally was like drunk or something and killed a bunch of people. Ooh. Like a bunch of people going from Earth to the space thing. So then they had to stop that program and say basically like everybody in space stays in space. Everybody in Earth, like we really yeah. have to send more people out. And then mom had to drink to cope. You mean de-stress, stress helmet. Yeah, the, the helmet okay. thing. But like that's basically yeah. liquor. I don't know, but she's messed up. <laughs> like she has some actual problems. And she's scared of Earth and doesn't want to live there. Like, to be honest, I mean, maybe we're supposed to think that something happened on Earth. And Nebula was talking about how the air is so dirty and gross. I think air on Earth would be a lot more interesting, like a lot more. I feel like they were living in L.A. or something because they kept saying the air is like inky brown. So I think maybe they're living in like Houston or L.A. or... I don't know. I just cities. don't buy the the whole I don't like Earth thing. The mom makes it. She has to drive a garbage shuttle in order to get down and meet them at this beach location where she's going to take everyone back up to space. The bad guys are coming on their four-wheelers and mom loads everyone into that space space garbage shuttle. And it flies them back up to space like it's nothing. Well, actually, it's like they're having trouble starting the engine because it's not reigniting or something. And Xenon just keeps yelling at her mom, like, you can do it, you can do go, it. And I'm like, it's go. not like she's doubting herself. It's the machine's yeah. just not, just give it a second. Like, you don't, yelling at her isn't going to cool things down faster, Xenon. So they get back to space and they just fly out to these coordinates and they just sit there waiting for the aliens. Her and her mom kind of talk and the mom's like, Oh, the only way I was able to fly again was because of you. You know, sometimes you worry about being so safe in life that you never live. Just encourage Xenon's horrible, horrible behavior more, please. Also, Mom, you live in a space station. (laughs) Probably not the safest place to live. It's almost like a traumatic event happened in her past. Yeah, she should get that taken care of. Like, killing a bunch of people. In a shuttle. <gasps> That's what really... They never That's met the aliens. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> it makes sense when it comes from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they thought the auxiliary tanks on the shuttle were full, but it turns out they don't have any more fuel, and they're pretty much stranded out in the middle of space. Just when they thought they were in a ton of trouble, the aliens show up. Oh, oh. They're beautiful and majestic and colorful and flying. Tron butterflies. And they made whale yeah. noises. Yeah. Ooh. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> it doesn't matter because they were sparkly and rainbow colored and pretty. Okay. They weren't rainbow and colored. They, they were just like red and they, green. You're giving them the too much The sparkle dusts come into the space shuttle and they're like... They're, everyone thinks they want to meet Protozoa, so Protozoa goes up there, and they don't care at all. It was kind of sad. He's like, I'm here, I can give you autographs, um, we can get a photo, but no. Instead, Xenon can speak alien language. Well, of course you can. Um, or they go into her brain or something, you know, whatever. She finds out that the alien's navigation system had broken So they kind of just didn't know where they were. And they had been stuck there for three Earth years. And so the aliens are like, hey, can we like tap into your navigation systems to get the maps so we know where we are? And 
And they're like, why didn't they just take it from our system anyway if they could? The aliens fixed the ship, but like, and they put it back into the right orbit spot. Would that, like, how much could they have fixed it if it was? Oh, I have so and we many know, questions. We know these bitches in this like spaceship aren't going to take this as like a freebie and then say, well, now we should start like upgrading stuff so it's good in the future. They're just going to let it keep, like, this is just going to happen again. I know. My thing is that like, they had been releasing these modules from the space station, but releasing them where? Did they just detach them and then let them fly off into <sighs> space? But the most important part of this movie is we get a new Protozoa song, which <gasps> I already forgot it. Like, it was good. I forgot it. It was catchy. Not as good it was, as Zoom, It Zoom, was Zoom. no Supernova Girl, but it was catchy. I think they should have just done a remix of Supernova Girl. Well, the whole point of this movie was that Protozoa was trying to find his his creative he needed a again. new muse yeah oh this is the part like where the aliens are leaving and he does the weird like hand grip on nebula so i think he found some inspiration okay can we talk about the part where the commander like everyone's back safely and the commander's like xenon you put everyone in danger the space station is falling apart you put all your friends lives in danger like what were you thinking this is not the right thing and then Margie stands up. She's like, no, Dad, Xenon did the right thing. She was adventurous. And I'm like, you know what? I think the commander has a point. He does. Like, his whole job was to safely take apart the space station so that it didn't cause problems. Really. Can you imagine Xenon as an adult, like, after having this childhood where <sighs> it just enables her horrible, horrible behavior? Not good. Uh, um they have the wonderful protozoa concert everything's perfect it's actually a wedding and the commander and aunt the aunt are getting married okay but the aunt aunt like she really likes earth and the commander he's the commander of a space station so he's like and so is the aunt just giving up her earth life and her earth house to live in space i think so because that's kind of sad or maybe they're just but I guess doing she, a like, long-distance thing like Greg and Xenon. But I guess she was, like, pretty lonely back on Earth, too. So, like, this way she'll get to be with, like, her niece and... Yeah. So. And her Yeah, husband. they could do, like, a back-and-forth thing. Xenon turns around, and Orion is just standing there, like, looking at her, like, Hey, girl. And then Xenon turns back around and listens to Protozoa. I don't know. You guys... What do you think? What, how, how how are you feeling about this movie? I liked the first one a lot more, but I think this one's just as good. But, like, there can only be one of them, I suppose. Like, if I had seen this one instead of seeing the first one, I would have liked this one more, probably. I think the first one had... I mean, obviously there were plot holes, but it still made sense. Like, the reason Xenon was running away and fixing things was because there was... There were these people actually trying to destroy the space station. Yeah. In this one, there didn't really seem to be any danger. The space station was falling apart. Like, it wasn't like anybody actively... Well, she wasn't even trying to actively, like, fix it. It just yeah. happened, like, accidentally. Like, the, the, yeah. the aliens weren't well flushed out. The protozoa thing was weird. Like, nothing really made sense in this movie. The first one was way better. I mean, I liked this one, too. Like, I still enjoyed this. It was still fun to watch, especially compared to, like, a few other DCOMs we've seen recently. So, I, but it really, it does feel that way. It was a little more loosey-goosey as compared to, like, the first one, which seemed a little more 
put together. Did we learn any lessons from this? <sighs> um, the like thing between Margie and Xenon, they were both kind of not being great friends to each other. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a good lesson. I learned that if you're a raging asshole who meddles in everything, as long as the ends justify the means, you're good. Yeah. And like, if anybody tries to stand up to you and tell you maybe you should stop being a selfless asshole, asshole, that <laughs> that, that they're the ones at fault because you did good. Yeah. Xenon was kind of a a crappy person in this. And everybody supported her. She was a crappy person in the first one, too. I specifically remember bringing up Xenon. Xenon's a little bitch. Now she's a big bitch. Now she's a big bitch. She was very pretty in this one, She was. Her hair looked nice. Her hair was great. It was a good haircut. What would you guys rate this? I would give it a six. On a decom scale, I would also give it a six. I'm giving it a four. I feel like if this didn't have Xenon in it and weren't like, so the first one's kind of like a beloved hit and everybody loves Xenon and all of that. And I feel like that gives this one a higher rating than it deserves. Okay. Like if, yeah. If, like this were new characters and the same plot, we'd have as many problems with this as we did like Can of Worms. I think it was still imaginative and like inventive in ways, but it not in the same way that the original. I feel like they didn't try. I feel like they rested on their laurels of like, they, the plot made no sense. And they just used old characters that we'd already they did even met. like yeah, even like the ones that they couldn't get the same cast, they like sent them back to Earth where they just like recast them without saying anything or making any yet. They put more effort into Greg than explaining why Nebula was a different person. Yeah. Greg didn't even need to be mentioned. Yeah, they at didn't all. need to I thought I honestly thought they were mentioning Greg and breaking them up specifically so that Xenon could have a new boyfriend and I guess there was, like, a, a glance at Orion at the end. But other than that, there was no need for that. It was just, this movie could be retitled Xenon's Really Bad Day. <laughs> she gets broken up with, her space station is falling apart. I like Margie's term was, are you totally pancaked about it? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I'm going to start using that, man. I'm feeling like a pancake today. Motocrossed is our next Ugh. Oh, that's the one with America <gasps> Ferreira, isn't it? No. Okay, guys, I think I've said no. that for the last five. America Ferreira is in Gotta Kick It Up. Wait, Motocross has the Lawrence Brothers. No. Okay. No. But you <laughs> guys will love this movie. Okay, have fun with your Halloween shit. Bye, friend. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Later!